only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Christians and friends, the Hope in the Faith Kingdom, our prayer open forum is now on the air. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. The number to call if you'd like to join us is area code 724-444-7444. And please enter the call ID, 125-026, followed by the pound sign. Or join us online at www.talkshoe.com forward slash TC forward slash 125-026. We are Bible-believing ministry. Our discussions and teachings are solely Christian and faith-based. And I am your host. Pastor Michael Body.
the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour of Prayer. This is our open forum, and we are streaming live in the p.m. on another Friday at 4 o'clock. Amen. Again, if you would like to join us, you might do so by uh, dialing every code 724-4447-444 and enter the call ID 125026, followed by the pound sign, or join us online streaming live at www.talkshoe.com forward slash tc forward slash 125026. We are a production of Hope Interfaith Kingdom Ministry, Chicago, Illinois, Brownsville, and the number to call us is seven seven three nine two four two seven nine zero. I am your host, Pastor Michael Body. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So we just praise God from whom all blessings flow. God is a good God, and he is good all the time, and all the time God is good. When I look over my life and I can see where God has brought me from, I can say my soul looks back and wonder how I made it over. I've been through the storm. I've been through the rain. I've been through hard trials and tribulations. But through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in his word. I learned to depend on him. We are so happy again to have you to stop by and visit with us on another Friday evening. Uh, we uh, thank you for allowing us to come into your homes, your place of business, your place of confinement, on your jobs, or wherever you were kind enough to tune us in at this hour. It's just nice to be nice. And you didn't have to stop by, but you did. And I'm just so happy to have you on today. Amen. Amen. And as I say on each and every Friday, God gave us this ministry uh, for prayer and the discussion of prayer, and and uh, so this I was designed with you in mind, and we added to our format that this is an open forum, and all you need to do to get our attention is let us know that you have a question or comment, and that's regardless of who's talking, and we will try to. Uh, hear what you have to say, because we don't want everybody quiet. We really want to know. On today, uh, we are talking about our prayers as we march from justice to end police racism, shootings, murders, and brutality in America. There's no excuse big enough, nor any flag large enough to cover up the shame in the United States of the, of America, the 21st century lynchings of black and brown Americans by extrajudicial killings. What am I saying? That uh, the law is almost putting it in black and white, that if you 
are a black man or a black woman that it's lawful to murder and shoot you. And so we're living in times like that. And we need to pray to stop police brutality. We need to uh, note that there are no excuses for racism. Amen. God, he created us one and all. And so we're going to talk about that. And we want to talk about what the body of Christ can do uh, or is there anything the body of Christ can do to religious leaders and what have you? There's uh, a lot of us, we talk a good game. What after the march and the visuals are over, we back to another black murder by police, by prejudice, by racist, bigot police. And I'm just one of those people that tell it like it is. But what I'm going to do now, before we go to the throne of grace, we want to stop, and we want to give you a time to let uh, an opportunity to let us know that you're online. And if you're online this evening and you'd like to give us your church and your name and church affiliation, you could do so right now, or just have something to say, listeners. Hi, Pastor Body. This is Reverend Milton Shelby joining you on this evening. Uh, pastor of the Church of Living Faith. We're located at 1853 East 79th Street in Chicago. I'm just glad and happy to be able to join you on this afternoon, this evening, I should say. And uh, I say to all listeners today that we sincerely need prayer and also action to deal with the situation in this country in which we live. God bless you, Pastor. All right. God bless you, Pastor Shelby, uh, Pastor of the Church of Living Faith, as he stated, 1853 East 79th Street in Chicago. Join him for his worship experience on Sundays at 12 noon. Amen. Is there another? God bless. God bless you. I'm just thankful to be in the land of the living. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having this program that I enjoy it so much. My church is the Union Star Missionary Baptist Church. We are located at 1250 West 59th Street. Bishop Dixon is my bishop. And I just want to say good morning, good evening to everybody, and God bless you. Thank you, Mother Wardlaw. Amen. I can say that's truly a... a, a Woman who loves me, so it just does me good when she's on when she's online. Anybody else? We don't want you to to hesitate. We want you to jump right in there and let us know you're there. This is another person that loves you. How are this you? Is this is Priscilla. This oh, okay. That's that's another person that loves me. So happy to have you. This is another person that loves Michael Butt. Pastor Michael Butt. Thank you very much, uh, Sister Moore. And you just got back from Mississippi and didn't bring me nothing, but that's okay. I had a great time. Praise God. And you, and you caught two fish, right, and had to two, throw them two, back? Two big fish. Two big I fish. Didn't, I didn't throw back. All right. So, you know, you got to, we got to do that every once in a while, uh, Dr. Shelby. We got to get out and have some fun. And so I just praise God for those that realize that we have to do that sometime. Is there anybody else? 
because we got some stuff to talk about, so we want you to come on quickly and let us know you're there. Where's my cousin uh, Harriet? Maybe she's not on. Hey, this is Denise Rogers. How are you today? How are you? Praise God for you, Denise. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, actually we know each other. We haven't seen each other in a long time. I used to be with you at uh, uh, on pra- uh, Prairie Avenue um, in the chancel choir. <laughs> oh, Denise Rogers and Holy Trinity. Yeah, it's Holy okay, Trinity. Okay, you met. Okay, Denise Rogers. Praise God. Yeah, that's yeah, that's been a long, 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 long time. No, it can't be that long because I'm young, so it can't be that. Long. <laughs> and we're so yeah. happy to have you here today to share with us. Uh, you're currently affiliated with a church home. Yes, absolutely. Um, I attend Jesus Name Apostolic Church in Waukegan, Illinois. Praise God. It is a pleasure to have you, and you are so much welcome uh, to be a part of Hope Interfaith Kingdom, our prayer. And we want you to stay tuned. We also want you to feel uh, free to share in with us. When we're discussing, I want to say this again, if you need to stop us to ask a question, get our attention because we we get it going on here. And they say, as they say, we get it cracking. All right. So when you get it cracking, don't don't let don't get lost in the shuffle. Is there another? All right. We gonna pray because prayer changes things, and prayer is the only thing that we have as a people and that that will change situations. And I come to tell each and every one of you all that the blood still works. Father God, we come again in thy sight, that that presence. We thanking you for those of us who have joined in on this Friday. And as we come, Father, we come with our Eyes lifted toward you, Father, realizing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith, that you are the Alpha Omega and the Omega, the beginning, the ending, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Rapha, the Jehovah Nisai. You are God. You are good. You are merciful. We praise you for your mercy, grace, and your favor in our lives. We praise you because you, you are holy, Father. We praise you because you are our our provider. We praise you because you are the Lord of our life. We thank you for keeping us, Father. We thank you for protecting us, for shielding us, and for keeping us. Now, fathers, we go forth on tonight in this service. We ask that you please take control. And as we discuss your kingdom, Father, we ask that you would direct our thoughts and our words that we might touch somebody, that somebody might get an understanding, that somebody might be uplifted, that somebody might be encouraged, and most of all, that somebody might be saved. Oh, God, we ask that you bless everybody under the sound of my voice, that you would bless in a mighty way, Father, Cover and shield us with the blood of Jesus, if it be your holy will. O oh God, 
We decree this prayer right now. We proclaim it and we declare it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And all of the people of God did say, Amen. Amen. Fighting. 
and then we wonder why Donald Trump says the negative things. So I just want to put that out there first. My appeal is we need to stop police brutality. We also need to understand that there are no excuses in reference to racism. A couple of points I want to bring up. We we know about the death of Alton Sterling, a black man who was shot several times while being held to the ground by a police officer in Louisiana. And that was posted on Wednesday. And Sterling is a 37-year-old man, was a 37-year-old man, who was uh, selling CDs and DVDs outside the store and died of his wounds the officers involved in Tuesday shooting uh, uh, Blaine Salamone and Howie Lake II. And they have been uh, uh, placed, and I hope you all hear what I'm getting ready to say, on administrative leave. What am I saying? They pay them to kill us. And that's what it is. They don't, they don't put it out there that way. But we need to have sense enough, and we need to come together and... And and we need to do something about it in our churches, in our homes, in our community, instead of complaining about what somebody on the outside needs to do. A source close to the invest, investigation told CNN that the officers were interviewed Tuesday night. Now, let's see. We got another one here. I'm not going to uh, go down the list because there's hundreds. As... Philando Castile's head slumped backwards while he lies dying next to Diamond Reynolds, uh, who looks in the camera and explains to a Minnesota police officer that he just shot her fiancé four times. Philando Castile's death came a day after bystanders filmed the police shooting, I want you all to catch this, restraining a man in Baton Rouge, who we just talked about, Alton Sterling, 37, who died in that shooting, sparking national outrage. I want to say something about national outrage. Now, outrage don't mean nothing. The outrage lasts for a little while, and then it dies down. Why? Because we keep doing the same thing, they keep doing the same thing, and... There is no change. Everybody's looking uh, to see what the mayor going to do, what the president going to do. We need to ask ourselves, as the body of Christ, what are we going to do? It also comes eight months after the police killing of James Clark in Minneapolis, which spurred demonstrations in uh, March when the officers were involved and they were not charged. And most of the time, uh, these police officers get on the administrative lead, and they are very seldom convicted of anything. So now, I want those of you who have a question or comment, uh, okay, you know your situation in your house. You know your situation in your home. And I said something, Reverend Shelby, that, in our churches, we do too much churching and less in the community. 
And I'm one of those preachers that I just believe in the truth. Nothing is wrong with anniversaries. But we have so many anniversaries and musicals and book signings and cutting CDs. But what are we doing in the community except for complaining? What are we doing to stop the uh, black-on-black crime in our neighborhoods? Because guess what? I don't know if you ever thought about this, Reverend Shelby. The black-on-black crime starts in our houses. It doesn't start somewhere. It it comes, those guns come out of our houses. Those are our our nephews, our sons and grandsons and daughters. Last but not least, and I'm going to yield the floor, conceal to carry. Conceal to carry. They really fix black folks with that, and we fell for it. Don't you know concealed to get to carry is nothing but a but a death sentence. They give you concealed to carry, so now they know you got it. They just shoot you dead anyway. That's part of the plan. Less known sitting crates of weapons uh, by the train track, so that we can get them and go in the neighborhood and shoot up each other to to help to help uh, the the, uh, white bigots and the Ku Klux Klan. All right. Now, is there anybody who who might want to comment? Now, we had Reverend Shelby here, and I want to give you all a chance. I want you all to stay quiet now because I know you think something about it because some of these folks you might know or you know somebody that know them, and you have possibly be lost somebody to this type of violence. Anybody? Keep in mind this is an open forum and your your thoughts and your uh whatever you have to say it it counts here. And so uh, hey Michael, it's it's Denise. Hey Denise. Um I have so much I want to say, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Um, First, I just want to say that um, our only hope is to get Jesus Christ in our life. You know, that's the only hope for everything. Everybody needs Jesus, black, white, Chinese, blue, yellow, or whatever. And I know that God is a God of change because when he gets in us, He changes us from the inside out, and we are no longer the same, you know. So you see it so much. It's like I I don't even know (laughs) which Uh one is happening first. Okay, but so we know that among us, that that's the key, that we all, I mean, if every Christian could just get out there and just reach one person, you know, because he didn't give us this Holy Spirit to keep to ourselves. You know, if we could just get out and just reach one person and, and just get them to come to church and let the word penetrate their heart and 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 let God come in and change, that's really the, the answer to everything, you know. Um, these things that are going on between the police officers and black people, we know that this is not good and, 
and it seems to be happening more and more and more. The thing is, is that it's been happening for many, 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 many years. It's just now that it's all coming out through television, through news, through social media, and et cetera, and et cetera. We know that there's nothing new under the sun. But there there are many pieces to this. So just focusing on just the police officers and black people, there are so many pieces to that. Number one, and this is just what I'm thinking, you know, number one, we need to train our children that when a police, I mean, now this is not all the cases, but some of the cases. We need to train our children to have respect for authority is number one. Number two, we need to uh, train them to, that when the police officer says stop, to stop, don't struggle, don't talk back, don't do nothing, just going to do what the police officer says. Uh, number three, there are a lot of prejudiced people out there. All police officers are not prejudiced. They are truly a lot of them out there that are really in it to serve and protect. But then you have the ones that are uh, that are prejudiced. They just got that prejudice, and we know that we fight not against flesh and blood, but we fight against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And if you got that spirit, you got that spirit, you know. So that that has always existed as well. Another piece to that is that a lot of these police officers were in wars, Vietnam, et cetera, et cetera. There you go. And, and they have been through some stuff. You know, they've been through some stuff, and they've seen stuff, and some of them's mind is is messed up from the goal. You know, they never even got over that. And another piece to this is that these police officers have really seen some stuff. You know, they've been through a lot of stuff, not just with black people, not just with people in general. I mean, all these murders, all the violence. Uh, excuse all me, the... Denise. I'm sorry. I'm okay. away. I want to ask you a question because you put something out there. So I want to see where your mind is at when you mention the the ones that served in the armed forces or what have you, and then when they get out. Uh, and I'm not trying to plan anything in your mind. But could it could it be a possibility that there there are a lot of times if you whether you know it or not there's racism, bigotry and hatred in the armed forces, mm-hmm. and you got people, and I, and I'm not trying to put something in your head, far as that's connected with the Ku Klux Klan and, and other racial prejudice organizations who get out of uh, the armed forces and they go straight to, and now watch this, they go straight to get a job as a police officer. I know Reverend Shelby can't wait to get this one. Uh, And not only that, but they're your judges. So you know your sons and your nephews and your grandchildren are going to jail. 
because the ones who wear those robes actually have a white hood in a briefcase. And I'm just saying that, not literally. Uh, and in other other judicial places, believe me or not, the, the, the uh, system is set up for us to fail. What would you say? Uh, you just covered a whole lot of different points again. You know, it's, to me, it's really nothing you can do with people that have been through that and people that are involved in Ku Klux Klan and, you know, people that just hate people have many reasons for why they hate people. You know, they have many reasons. You know, some of them, some of them have, hate us because they, we, somewhere, one of us down the line did something to so-and-so and, and whatever, whatever. But it's, we can't really have any control on, on, over any of that. The only thing that can happen is that love get in the hearts of these people. What, no matter who they are, no matter how they got their prejudice, no matter where, what position they hold, no matter what part of, uh, no matter what part they're playing in society, you know, the only hope is for God to step in and they allow him to step in and, and allow him to come in and make some changes and give them a renewed mind, a renewed spirit, a new walk, new talk, new joy, new peace. And this can only come from God. We can't change it. The the uh, people in office can't change it because it's going to always be out there, you know. So I, I, in my opinion, it's, it's nothing we can do but to to try to get the word out and try to reach people. You know, you also got, I was saying that, um, I was saying that another piece of this is the crime that we keep doing to each other, and that has outgrown this. You know, that has, that's, that, it's not even just Chicago. It's everywhere. It's in every major city. We just keep killing each other. We just keep abusing each other. We just keep destroying each other. You know, it's, it just seems like it's getting worse. Well, we know what the Bible says. We're coming towards the end times. But that's, if we could just get a handle on that, I believe some of this other stuff will, pop, you know, cut down. You know, it's getting to the point we don't, our relatives don't even want to visit Chicago. Uh, it's nationally known that that's right. the crime is just, that's so astronomical. The South Side used to be one of the nicest sides. <laughs> I mean, we've always had crime, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's it's gotten worse and it's gotten worse. Sister Rogers, we got to be praying for these communities, praying for our families, praying for this violence to cease. You know, we prayer changes things. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could just get all the churches together, regardless of 
what their denomination is, Baptist, Apostolic, Catholic, whatever. If we could, I mean, anybody that wanted to join in, if we could get all the churches together and 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 do some marching around all all these different communities and. And, I mean, not really marching like a, a parade sort of thing where people could come in and and agree that we want to stop the violence, that the the killing has to stop, and that they can hear the word right on the spot, you know, what God says about these things. You know, Amen. I mean, and, you, you know, know, I need to cut in right here, and I want to put something on your minds and see what somebody else might have to say. Let us not forget about... Uh, the death of Michael Brown, two miles away in Ferguson, Missouri, and Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, you are, you are remember those, Antonio Martin, Remain Reed, uh, and I think that's about it. But, uh, okay, Trayvon, Tamir Rice. And, of course, what's that, Sandra Bland? Okay. Uh I want to give it open up the floor and see where somebody else's mind is. And you're free to come back, but we want to also hear from Dr. Shelby. So I wanted to try to open up the floor to see. I know we got some singers on here, and they 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 sing a lot in the time that they've been here. I'm I'm 62 years old. I hope I'm not too old now. But anyway, I'm 62, so I've seen a lot, and there's some older than me. I want we want to know, me and myself and Dr. Shelby talk about a lot. We we be wanting to know and let you share where your thoughts in reference to these these situations. Were you speaking to me, uh, Pastor Body? Uh, yes and no. I was trying to give the uh, some of the others a chance, an opportunity, sure. but nobody responded. Sure. Nobody responded. Well, I, I, I will simply say this, and that is um, I was listening to the, uh, to the listener caller there, and she is right on so, so many fronts in reference to uh, us extending love to those who are full of hatred, uh, for us praying for those who are racist. And, uh, we know that there is in place, and we can try to ignore it if we want to, but there is a systematic governmental system in place that has been in place since the founding of this country. Um, and I think, as she said, we need Jesus in our hearts. We need to pray more, uh, as you indicated. Uh, we need to start in the home. Uh, we need to, as I said a few weeks ago, bring prayer back into the house, put Jesus back into our household, and so forth. And at the same time, as we're doing that, then we must also, it's just my opinion now, we must also then uh, begin to do for ourselves as we are praying for others. Dr. Shelby, 
I'm glad that you said that, so I'm, I need to ask you a question. Okay, you said do for ourselves, and I like that. And I think you probably need to reiterate on that doing for each other, but at the same time, you as a pastor and me, I have several years of pastor, and we got people on here for, from the body of Christ. Is there anything, we talked about praying, but what do you think that there might be anything that we can do to, as we uh, march and fight this fight, uh, is there anything that you think that we can do in the church? Because, you know, uh, that's where we are. You're a pastor. And that's your workplace, your church. I have ministry. I don't know what it is that I can do. I was just wondering where you where you were with that. Well, I really think it's a lot that we can do uh, within the church itself. Uh, for many, I, I would say this, a lot has changed in the church. And it's not what it used to be to a great degree. But is that what can we do in the church? We can start programs ourselves, listen now, founded upon uh, the fact that we as children of God must first bring God back into our households. We must praise and worship him in the church. But a church that does not offer anything to the community is a church just within four walls. And it's my opinion that Jesus founded the church so that we can be a blessing unto others to go out into the highways and the byways and, and, and share the word, but not just simply share the word, but nurture them and teach them and guide them. And the teaching and the nurturing and the guidance come from within the church itself. So uh, to put together uh, with much prayer and much guidance from our Heavenly Father avenues whereby our children who, I'm just using this as a hypothetical example, who have to go from neighborhood to neighborhood and be endangered in order to get an education, Uh, and then after school is out, they come back to those same neighborhoods, and then there's nothing else for them to do for the rest of the afternoon from 3 o'clock on. Why can't we, the church that's right next door to their house, uh, have some kind of activities for them, have uh, something going on for them whereby they can come, they can be safe, they can learn and grow as well as develop a strong, powerful, wonderful, marvelous, marvelous and spirit-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. That's we don't have to do, let me, let me say this, Pastor Body, and then come right on back in. We don't have to do either or. It does not have to be, okay, if it's church, then all of your other needs, the fact that you're hungry, the fact that you don't have clothes, 
the fact that you barely have enough money, oh, well, the church ain't going to address none of that. See, we're just going to feed you Jesus. And please forgive me if I'm stepping on anybody's feet today, but I just think that Jesus was more than that. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have heavy laden, and right. I will give you rest. So that yes, means... Sir. He will help to feed us. He will help to clothe us. Yes. He will help to provide shelter as well as grow us spiritually. Why can't we do it all in the church itself? What I was going to add uh, or either question you, it's strange to me, as Dr. Shelby stated, programs that extends itself to uh, the church. Now, is it okay if I talk about your church for a minute, Dr. Shelby? Yes, sir. Okay. Dr. Shelby, pastor of the Church of Living Faith uh, on the southeast side of Chicago, 1853 East 79th, in an area that's a high crime and violence area. I think you told me that there was possibly a killing, a murder, shooting, within a matter of days. I do know Pastor Shelby to institute some programs for young people in the Church of Living Faith. Where I see us struggling is with parents. We can't minister to children and young people with parents who don't have a foundation and I'm going to put something out here, uh, Dr. Shelby. I hope it's okay. Yes, sir. If any one of us, because for years I had a youth organization, we cannot take your youth off the street into our church, and then two weeks later you put not we're pedophiles and perverts. Why am I saying that? We claim we as black people we're looking for answers, and answers are there as Pastor Shelby said, uh, programs in the church. I like that. We might not be able to give a person a job, but if Reverend Shelby would open his church up, which I know he's done, and had snacks and had food, and matter of fact, movie, you had movies, good movies, educational. The problem I saw because I was there was that there was no support from parents. I'm through. I just wanted to. And that is one of the glitches we have. No family structure. So even if Reverend Shelby is doing, and, and that's a lot of Reverend Shelby's, and I'm sure some of these churches, uh, Denise, you still there? Yes, I am. Can you identify with that? I don't know how it works in your church. In my church, Evening Star, we have several programs uh, for youth, for we feed the homeless. We, But if a foundation in your house, and is it possible you you, you got children probably? Oh, yeah, all mine are grown. I have grandkids now. Okay, you got grandchildren <laughs> like me. But. What I've said to a lot of pastors, if they pass a flyer out to your grandchild to come to something at your church, that don't necessarily mean you're going to be comfortable with them going there. What is your take on that? 
I think, first of all, I think it's a great idea, you know, to at least, that, will, that, that won't solve all the problems, but it certainly will make a dent. And, yes, yeah, some people will, some people won't, but, you know, to have something in your community where you do have that option, I think it's a wonderful idea. How can we get, as if, you, if you listen to Reverend Shelby, and I made a comment, if he puts the program out and the children know about it, but the parents don't help uh, bring in the children to support it, how can we make programs like that work? Well, first of all, I think it's nice to have the programs, but I think it just goes so much deeper than that. We can always feed people. We can always bring children in, give them snacks, give them games. You know, just that for them to have that safe environment. But, you know, they just need more. They need they need to get to know the Lord. You know, that's the hope. That's the hope. Because once he gets a hold of that heart, then you can you can do some things. If a child is learning that, or if a parent is coming to learn that, once I think once once they get that, it seems like everything God begins to make everything else fall into place. I mean, that's just my opinion. So. Okay, can you? And then Reverend Shelby, I'm through when I ask her this. Uh, can you indeed invite these children in without? Their parent. No, you got to have parents' permission. And that's where I, I'm going. That's the problem yeah. because the foundation in the houses <clears throat> makes it difficult for the pastor who extends programs in this church. Yeah, you yeah you always have to get parents' permission. You know, that's just being on the safe side because if something goes wrong, even if a fight breaks out, you know, among the kids. I, you know, somebody could get hurt or whatever. You you just always need the parents' permission. And that was okay. And I'm saying this also. I'm going to tell you something also uh, about Reverend Shelby. I'm not trying to – it's not Reverend Shelby Day, but I just thought of it because he has two new programs that are starting now. And I was praying for these programs because it needs adult participation to get the youth involved, and that's what I was thinking. Not just the, the one program, he has instituted two more programs, and I don't. I'm not putting a negative out, but I don't see the concern on part of the parent, so that they could utilize this, so they can have a safe summer or to be safe in the neighborhood. I'm through, Doctor Shelby. I would think, well, listen, I agree with everything that has been said. I concur. Uh, we do need the support of the parents, um, and we do need to reach out. I would simply say that as we go forward, uh, the, the, as we go forth, the mindset has to be that we cannot give up and that we cannot quit. Uh, the Bible tells us that man must pray always Not and that he should pray without ceasing, which means that we should pray and never stop. We should never quit. So we we pray 
daily. We pray regularly. We pray consistently. We turn to God and ask God for help. And if he brings, which we know he will, so I'll take the word if out, as he brings one, and that one comes and he touches their heart, as the sister just said, and plants the seed of love in their heart and stir up their gift, they then will share it with another and then with another. And I think what we, uh, where we may fall short is that as she was saying, and I'm going back to her because she pointed out so many things uh, on a, on a, in a great manner uh, that it touched me. Uh, if we try to do it individually, one at a time, we can. And, yes, we should. Each church in our community should have some kind of program where we're reaching out to the youth, we're reaching out to the adults, we're reaching out to the homeless, the, the hungry, those who are without jobs. Uh, but I also think that we should do it collectively on a large scale to affect our community in such a way, whereas it's, you know, not just a little bit of peace here and a little bit of peace there, but there's a mass movement to improve our communities, to bring uh, the presence of God, stir him up in our community, be led back to the church, by the church, and build upon uh, the foundation of faith and love and peace and prayer from there. And I think that that's pretty, the, pretty much the answer in a general nutshell, so to speak, if there's such a term. Uh, I made a couple of statements, and uh, I want you all to know that I'm not a bully, but I like for people to be accountable. And we in the body of Christ as saints, as, you know, we got so many of bishops and apostles and elders and evangelists, and we got all these titles. We need to do the work. We need to go into the vineyard and work. And Jesus said, whatever's right, he said, I will pay. We are, how long are we going to sit and wait for the white man to change while we're losing, all our, while we're losing so many of our young people? our sons and daughters, our grandchildren, or are we going to wake up and realize that nobody made your son stand on the corner with drugs? And I want to also bring up this. Keep in mind that concealed to carry on the part of black was a setup. I'm not telling you to not conceal and carry, but your son and your grandson and your uncle who concealed and carry when the police, if you look at this uh, gentleman, he he did announce that he had a license to conceal and carry. But when he reached for his wallet and told and had already announced it, okay, so what am I saying is we as black people, we are set up, we are targeted. Uh, we need to not only just, have programs in the church, but we need to 
educate our, the families that we have, that they might educate the uh, children and their grandchildren and nephews and nieces and because this is no game out here. I'm even at my age I've been pulled over by the police. I I I'm afraid of police because the the police talk about game bangers but uh I've had some good experience but I had several experiences when they uh act like they were thugs. The police act like thugs. And that's especially when they are white cops. So let us in the church we we we've been praying too long, but there's nothing wrong with praying. But we got to do something else. We have to get up off our knees and realize the reality of what's going on in our nation, in our country, in our community, and in our homes. Also, keep in mind that every time this happens, this is a child losing a son, a daughter. And then also that other family who committed the murder, they lost a son. Or they lost a police officer relative. So let us be conscious of this and let us put ourselves into the equation and not stand by and wait uh, looking for change from the white man that we've been looking for uh since the, since the 60s. Uh, Pastor Body, can I make one statement here, right there, that I think sort of uh, uh, puts a tag, as we say, uh, on that statement that you just made? Uh, that is, for those who are listening today, just think about it. How many law enforcement personnel who have killed, shot, or maimed a black man or black woman has been tried or even, or let me say this, has been convicted. None. Regardless of the videotapes, regardless of the, of, the, of the videos we've seen, how many of them have been convicted? Let's just start from here, even though we can go back further, since Trayvon Martin. Can you name a one police officer in this country that has shot and killed a black man, regardless of the reason, that has been convicted of killing that man? No. I don't think you can. All right. And I would have to say you're 100% right. And so, black America, it's time for us to wake up. Protesting, right. protesting is fine, Denise. But protesting, uh, a lot of times what we do, we out there destroying our own neighborhoods in the protest. Yep, 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 yep. And right. they shoot up a bunch of cops who was not right. the cop that shot the person. Uh, I'm confused about that as well. Uh, right. We as a black people, we have to get ourselves together and realize that uh, there is an answer. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is healing. 
if my people, which I call by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, God right. said he will hear and he will right. uh, heal our land. And so if we want the land healed, we need to pray. Don't get me wrong. Let's pray. Let's, let's pray. Pray and turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I think we just we need to remind our people that we are not to allow this to change our spirit. You know, um, you know, some people use this as an excuse to to let their hatred heat up and let their anger heat up. And next thing you know, they hate all policemen. And then next thing you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we we need to remind them that we have to keep our spirit right. Denise, I don't hate all police, but I sure need your prayers because I'm afraid of. Yeah, well, don't be afraid because God said fear nothing. But That's true. And I shouldn't have used that word, but I'm very uncomfortable. Thank you. I'm very uncomfortable in the presence of a lot of police officers. Well, you shouldn't be because a lot of them are there to protect you. A lot of them do do their job. (laughs) (laughs) A lot lot of them do. Now, this is a a joke. We got to go, but this is a joke. A lot (laughs) of them do Gatlin's job, too. (laughs) 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 And and Callahan and Leakes. But I know what you said. Yeah. And so I figure if I stay away from them, maybe I can stay around till it's time for me to go without right. some help from the police department. Right, right. All right, once again, the clock on the wall says it's time for us to go. Let us go forth in prayer uh, for Sterling Alton and for Philando uh, Castillo. And for all of our police officers all over the nation, their families, let us lift up holy hands and let us decree peace. Let us exemplify peace. We are overcomers. We will be safe. We will live and not die. That's right. Amen. And you are so right. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Power and love and, and courage. And courage. And courage. And courage. Absolutely. So I'm going to get me some courage and a bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> Let us go to the throne. Father God, we thank, thank you, you. We love for your you. service on today. We thank you for those who have visited with us. We thank you for uh, Sister Denise Rogers who stopped by. We thank you for for, uh, Dr. Shelby, and we thank you for all of our listeners. Father, we lift up all the police officers in Chicago and all over the country. Father, Mm -hmm. we know you created them. Father, we ask that you would touch their minds, bodies, and souls. And then, Father, that we ask for peace in this land, Father, in our families, in our communities, in our churches. Yes, Lord. We pray for change because we know you can do it, Father. We call on you right now. 
Touch right now. Change it right now. Yes, Change minds. Change hearts. Yes, Open up our understanding. Then cover us and shield us with the blood of Jesus. Jesus Give us accountability, Father. Yes, Have us to be committed to your will until we meet again. And now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, henceforth now and forevermore. And the people of God said, Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.